Hello and welcome back to the Gardener Leader podcast. My name is Andrew Shipp and today I have been joined again by my colleague Robert Green from our commercial property team. Uh, good afternoon, Robert. Good afternoon. Uh, today Robert is going to talk to us about the subject of Japanese knotweed. Uh, Robert, perhaps you could start by telling us what Japanese knotweed is. Yep, sure. Well, its proper name is Fallopia japonica. Okay. It came into this country in the latter part of the 19th century when botanists um, were cruising the world bringing home lots of exotic plants and someone saw this plant on, a, on, on the side of a, a volcano in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, thought it looked nice and brought it back. Um, at the time it was much sought after, um, it was recommended by botanists, um, garden designers and all, the, all, all, all that, th- those sort of people because it grew fairly quickly, it looked pleasant, and it had a very pleasant um, flower when it flowered. Um, No problems, really. The only problem is it grew, and it grew, and it hasn't stopped growing. (laughs) So why should we be worried about it? Well, in Japan, there are approximately 160 insects or animals that eat Japanese knotweed. In this country, they're none. Right. There is no natural predator, so it just grows. And that is its problem. It just grows and grows and grows. It grows upwards, it grows outwards. Um, it grows very fast. Uh, something like, it can grow as much as 10 centimetres a day. Wow. Uh, um, you, you can literally see it growing. Um, when I first got married, we were living in Hampton Court, and we had this strange plant in the builder's yard next door and when it came into our garden we looked at it and watched it as it moved across the garden and didn't think much of it um, except that we used to cut it down every week and hope it would go away and it never did and it was Japanese knotweed. It is insidious, it gets in everywhere and it is virtually unstoppable. Right, how does this affect a household owner? Well I think it's fair to say that commercial developers, property developers, have been aware of the problems of Japanese knotweed for a little while, but I think it's only becoming, um, uh, householders only becoming aware of it, as it is becoming so endemic. Uh, as an example, we had a site, a uh, residential development site, um, unbeknownst to us there was Japanese knotweed on it. It was only a small infestation, um, but to get rid of it cost £40,000. Wow. Um, you are dealing with well, I can't really describe it. You're dealing with a triffid. Um, its root system goes down nine, uh, down three metres. Uh, it spreads by its root system, or it spreads by bits being chopped off it and scattered, um, and it is unstoppable. Uh, the only way in which you can stop it is either to dig it out or to poison it. To dig it out means going down three metres, uh, removing the, the, the soil and, and, and the uh, plant itself, and then backfilling with inert material. But the problem is, um, once you've got Japanese knotweed in the earth, it is classified as controlled waste under the Environmental Protection Act and has to go off to a special landfill site. So you're engaged in the cost of digging it out, shipping it out, dumping it, which involves landfill tax, and buying in your inert material. If you try poisoning it, 
it can take anything up to five years to be successful. Now, why should you worry? Well, the answer is a little case which all lawyers know about called Rylands and Fletcher. If you have Japanese knotweed in your garden and it starts moving into the garden next door, your next door neighbour is going to start requiring you to take action to clear it to clear it away. And if you don't, then he has a case against you in, I believe, tort. Correct. Yeah. So, um, and it is open to question whether, if you have legal cost insurance, um, it would be covered by such an action like this because you have failed to uh, remove the, 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 the material from your, from your property. The other problem, and this is only anecdotal, is it does seem that mortgage providers are getting twitchy over it. Um, and it is possible that if you're trying to sell your house and you've got Japanese knotweed, you may find that purchasers will be unable to get a mortgage on the property. I say that is anecdotal, but uh, I think there is sufficient uh, evidence to show that certainly that will be taken into account when mortgage providers uh, are, are requested to consider whether or not they will accept uh, a loan on the property. Okay, well, that's very scary stuff, Robert. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining me today to discuss um, the issue. Um, if you have any questions arising uh, from today's podcast uh, or ideas for future podcasts, uh, please do contact me either uh, at Twitter um, at uh, Andrew S underscore GL or via email at a.ship, that's S-H-I-P-P, at gardener-leader.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening today and uh, we will look forward to seeing you next time.